0: or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in Shopify's there to help you grow sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase that's shopify.com slash special offer
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear? check breakfast, lunch and dinner? check
1: Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Go
0: and double. We're talking about Twitter.. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quid Ro for. We love steal a nation. We mock ourselves.
1: That ish on. Put that ish on. That's right. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. We're here to put that ish on. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benavent. Hello. And it was the. It, you know, for a minute, it was the greatest. Time to be a Steelers fan. I think, Mm. you know, I I don't think I've been, I don't think I've seen this kind of excitement outside of a Super Bowl victory ever in Steelers
2: Nation. This is is the preseason that preseason dreams are made of. That's really what happened.
1: But then between Saturday and today, Thursday, the real Steeler Nation took its head back out. I knew they were there. We'll get to that in the second half where... uh, (laughs) you know all all of our glory was (laughs) short-lived but let's get to the good news first Mm -hmm. and the tweets it was, I, you know, I, I've never been this excited over a over a preseason game. I can agree with that.
2: At uh, even in even having seen Roethlisberger's early preseason games, because there was never any inkling that he was going to get into the starting lineup. So yeah, so
1: uh, you have to, guess yeah, so you have to go back almost twenty years to find mm-hmm. a preseason moment even close even close to this. Yeah, even you know even more than uh, than well, well, we'll we'll get into some of this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh,
2: we'll,
1: the, the tweets start with at mm-hmm. DVE Mike. Mike Persuda, I think this is a, this kind of recaps everything. Mm-hmm. Trubis- Trubisky athletic is advertised. Mm-hmm. Rudolph uneven, a great TD pass, but a drop pick, a possible pick six. Mm-hmm. Pickett oozing it factor. Mm-hmm. QB Derby trending toward how I suspect the Steelers want it to end. Mm-hmm. Number one, Trubisky. Number two, Pickett. Number three, Rudolph. Yeah. I, I'm almost like it doesn't even matter. One, two, three. It's all there. You know, one, two, three is all a one to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I still think
2: the idea of Trubisky starting is the right one, just so as not to throw Pickett out there into that gauntlet immediately, just because, especially because of the way this season goes with those first three games, that's going to be tough. And it's three games in like two and a half weeks or something goofy. So yep. yeah, I, I'm totally fine with Trubisky uh, starting. But I mean, I you know, after an entire, but but what I was, it was it was great to see Pickett do well for so many reasons, not the least of which is that I'm just so tired of healing, hearing, well, oh, he doesn't have much of a ceiling. Like he has the high <laughs> basement, but the low ceiling. And it's like, well, the ceiling looked fairly high for the second half. Oh yeah,
1: it was. Uh, it was. It was Soprano Tony Soprano construction crews out there building new ceilings. Right. It was, there was time. quite a skylight. Uh, In fact, even the the media itself, like, you know, the last two weeks we've been playing you these media clips and everyone's been down and, you know, negative. Wow. Uh, You know, just after one preseason game, the whole thing turns around. In fact, you know, uh, I don't even know if it's a QB battle because I did you hear that Mitch, Mace and Kenny were all in the recording studio to to create a new song about uh, their new their new love of the QB room. Have you heard this yet? I, I believe I haven't. Three of us tossing TDs, we could all be QB1, three of us finding end zone, playing full grown, let's go with the north,
0: the AFC North, and then a Super Bowl, we're black and It's an exciting time to be a Pittsburgh
1: Steelers fan and quite honestly be a part of that organization.
0: One, two, three. Mike Tomlin always makes the right decision. He is an excellent head coach for a reason. One, two, three. This quarterback situation on a lot of other teams, we would be throwing up red flags left and right. But the fact that Tomlin we know will get them there eventually.
1: Three, three, kings.
0: And the potential for this offense, it looks dynamite. The three
2: amigos.
0: One, two, three.
2: They have a good group, and I think that now they're in
1: a great position at quarterback. I thought when I saw Mitch play, oh, Mitch is the guy. They got it. Mitch got the job done last night. Mitch knows how to be a, a starting quarterback. Mitch, he came out, slung it, found my man George Pickens, got him involved.
0: One, two, three. I'm sure Mitchell Trubisky will win that job at least week one. But Kenny Pickett showed that he is a guy who's ready for the challenge. Three, three kings. So Kenny Pickett, that's exactly what Mike Tomlin is looking for out of his first round pick. Pickett was comfortable, and the fans
1: loved having him out there on the field. We're going to rock this motherfucker like three the hard way. Three the hard way. I, I like that Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's the future. I
0: love what I saw. He was impressive. We know this.
1: But, man, Kenny's ready.
0: The Three
1: Amigos! I don't want to hear the name Mason Rudolph. We even saw when Mason Rudolph came in and the Boobirds came out. One, two, three! They want Kenny Pickett right now. we three,
2: three kings. It's an exciting time to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and, quite honestly, be a part of that
0: organization. Let's go with the north.
1: G And then a Super Bowl We're, We're black, black and gold, gold. Wow! So that was a big 180, and and I didn't, I never heard uh, Mitch's singing voice before. That was uh, that was pretty good.
2: Uh, I, yeah, I mean he has just
1: enough of that twang that definitely fits <laughs> that, that UNC twang. <laughs> so the media is on board. Let's see what Steeler Nation has. Let's get oh boy. to the tweets. Well, let's start with the Mitch. Let's start with the Mitch lovers. Okay. At PGH Steelers now. Steelers now. Odds are in. Mitch Trubisky is now a heavy favorite to be the Steelers' Week 1 starting quarterback. Mitch was minus 250, to win now is minus one thousand, so you got to bet a thousand to win a hundred. Right? Oh yeah.
2: I uh, again one. I didn't know you could bet on this, and two, if I had, I would have put a lot of money on this early on. I mean, everyone and everything was telling you that Mitch was going to be the quarterback. This was, you know. I, I mean, I'm not endorsing online gambling, but this was money sitting on the sidewalk.
1: <laughs> well, you still had to put up a lot. I mean, even right. at, oh, yeah. at
2: two fifty, it's oh, like, oh, even at two fifty, it's it's right. It's it's. But that also shows just what an
1: Overwhelming favorite, Mitch has been to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, well, you know that's been you know a, a couple weeks ago. I think you know the the, the mad genius uh, Madden was the only one to say it's not really a QB battle. But now that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the consensus. In fact, you know mm-hmm. at C Gibson four one two, Mitch Trubisky is QB one, not Kenny Pickett. I hate some parts of the Steeler fan base. Uh, f- f- keeping on with that is. At Reefer Sport, Sport Reefer Madness. Mitch Trubisky progressed through multiple reads and made big throws. Kenny Pickett managed the third-team offense. Median fans trying to will this QB competition for Pickett, but Trubisky looked great. So you know, I guess that's kind of the same way. It's it's not really a QB competition. We're not going to see anything in Jacksonville that's going to be like, oh, we got to get Kenny in there,
2: right? Well, I mean, it's it's as I kind of hit me the other week, and I still got. I think I actually stumbled into being really right about something. Is that I think we're this entire competition has not been about who's going to start instead of Mitch. It's just how long is Mitch's leash, and I think a lot of this really is uh, uh, finding that way. Two, and and it hit me after the game, and I don't think I'm the first person to have said this since, but. Man, how different is this from the Landry Jones days? Oh, yeah. like, and I even liked Landry, and he was a fine backup. Don't get me wrong, but in the second half of those games, you left that on. If you were a real fan, like you even then, if someone was in the room that didn't watch a lot of football, you had to
1: explain to them why this sport is fun. Even the week week seventeen, you know, meaningless games against Cleveland, and yes. it was like Landry in there, and uh, yeah, and he he won a couple, but it wasn't yeah
2: right. There was something like there had to be. I think Juju returned a tie on a punt return or something for it to happen and the last thing about these tweets you mentioned up, I do like the way this uh C Gibson 412 person just ended the tweet with I hate some parts of the Steelers fan base like that's an excellent suffix that you can just put yeah. about any tweet like he happened to be about Mitch and Kenny you could do it about so many other things you're certainly not off oh, into just the QB back
1: yeah I could have done it over the DJ hate uh <laughs> we'll talk in the second half about Devin Bush really? um you know yeah the, mm-hmm. uh, the bed the Tomlin hate believe me anyone who tweets fire Tomlin is uh, right, right. some of the Steeler fan base parts that I hate, along with C. Gibson four one two. one 2 So, you know, Mitch is the man. Hey, Tom, you know, we we heard Cowher warn, don't do a three-person QB battle, and here right. we are, and Tomlin is doing it. Tomlin's doing what Hall of Fame coaches warned not to do, <laughs> and, well, it's, and it's working. But it is,
2: but, I, but see, I don't know if it's a battle. I think Cowher went into that genuinely open-minded about, hey, we're going to find a winner. Tomlin's like, well, I'm pretty sure I've got a winner but we'll do
1: this yeah true okay mitch uh mitch has his has his lovers Mm -hmm. uh of course let's move on to mace (whistles) at jason underscore shelter that sports guy Mm -hmm. some nice throws sprinkled in with some bad ones mason rudolph's nfl career in a nutshell or uh you could also be talking about i don't know brett Favre, ben roethlisberger uh, anybody
2: and any particular quarterback yeah
1: i mean we saw you know hey we saw it. we did i mean that's the we got nice throws mm-hmm. and we got some uh we got some bad ones it's uh, i mean how do you judge mace's performance on that week 1 preseason game
2: I, I thought i thought he looked better i thought he looked fine i mean i i, I, I you know it's it, i mean i guess the only way to look at it and i wish i'd thought of this at the time is to look at him, him you know divorced of mitch and pickett and just think okay if this guy was the starting quarterback could he win a game and you think yeah sure i mean he could also lose a game but equally so could they i mean it's it's but again i mean not to harp on it because it like the guy he certainly was better than passing the landry jones test you know what i mean like he really did move the offense he looked like he could make create things on his
1: own well, you know, that's, I guess, uh, the point. Can we, should we judge him on what he did, or should we judge him on what he didn't do? The point from <whistles> at West Coast guy, oh, oh, West Coast guy, mm-hmm. things could have looked very bad for Rudolph last night. His stats don't tell the real story. A five-year guy shouldn't be making those decisions and throws. It's going to be highs and lows from Rudolph. You know, he had that one It was like almost a near pick six. Yes, absolutely. Some of the analysts afterwards were saying, uh you know maybe maybe Connor Hayward didn't run the full route Uh, you know and Mm -hmm. uh you know and then people were debating that back and forth all these uh all 22 couch couch cons out there who Mm -hmm. think they can analyze this stuff the irony
2: is we would have gotten far more analysis of that known definitively had that dude returned it for a touchdown oh uh, oh, yeah but um oh yeah yeah. if
1: he if he intercepts that that might change this whole conversation right exactly we know right we know exactly (laughs) who
2: did what and we have a whole other thing about that but since that guy didn't I mean it's you know but i mean but if you're you're gonna be like well that, the bad thing could have happened then you also have to admit then the very good thing happened as well that passed to
1: pickens and i think the very bad thing that mm-hmm. happened was in the stands yeah at mark madden x with some rational thought mark madden mm-hmm. pittsburgh should root for whoever's wearing the gd uniform mm-hmm. to boo his first snap was despicable that's right now let me a little clear up. Was it? Did they boo his first snap, or did the boos come after the the fumble? Uh, as far I mean, I watching it on
2: Fubo TV, which I have to remember to cancel <laughs> my free trial of before I go home. Greg, if you're listening to this, do this before Saturday. But uh, it sounded like it happened after the fumble. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I hope. That's the case. It, I didn't have like the sound cranked. I mean, I can you know I don't need to have volume max to hear uh, Pompey Annie and Charlie Batch. But I believe it happened after the snap. But again, you shouldn't boo anything in the preseason. Even if the, it, a bad ref call goes against your team, you shouldn't <laughs> boo that because you could. Th- you should think like, hey, this is some adversity for them to work through. I hope they figure out how to do it now when it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, booing someone in the preseason—that's bad. I mean, you know. I've trained myself to hate it. Me too. Me too. I feel. I feel conditioned.
2: I didn't have to train myself to hate that. I knew that was
1: bad. Now, uh, you know, Mace did have some success, but you know, what was it? Mace's uh, fault for the success or Mace's credit? Uh, how about at Yin's up, George Pickens? made mason rudolph look like joey burrow just saying that's hard to do you know was it the throw that was that play the throw or was that play the catch
2: that pickens made this is a chicken today i mean you got to give them both credit for that i mean it's it's you know no matter that guy's coverage wasn't terrible whoever it was but i mean it's there was only pickens Pickens was going to have a chance to make a play on that ball
1: yeah, and uh, the I mean the toe, the the two toes in the end zone. Oh, that was crazy! You know that was uh, AB Junior, little uh, little mm. Tony Two Tap, uh, the, the sequel. <laughs> two Tap. What was his name, Tony? I want to say Toe Tap, but it's oh. been a long time. Hopefully, someday I'll forget. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, you know the play wasn't just uh, special to Mace. At Next Gen Stats, Next Gen Stats named it Play of the Week. Oh Mason Rudolph and George Pickens connected on a 26-yard TD on the fade route in the back of the end zone. The pass had just a 9.9 percentage completion probability, which would have ranked as the sixth most improbable completion of last season. So, what, that was a one out of ten chance to catch that. I, don't, I, get, I mean, I don't understand any
2: of this. I just imagine like the people in those vats for Minority Report like they're determining exactly like, ah, this was, you know, what are the odds? And in like t- three different parallel dimensions, this pass only gets completed once. I I, I don't understand any of these stats. Yeah. And, we're
1: going to need a doctor strange sequel just to find out how many uh, multiverses he right. makes that catch. I, in. I,
2: I never get any of this. I mean, it's, I understand it had a low chance of completion just because uh, I watched the play. I didn't <laughs> need to bring out advanced psycho stats or whatever to determine that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, what I will say is that like, while I find all of those uh, uh, numbers to be some form of voodoo, I think it does. It, I, even I was surprised by just how improbable this play must have been.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, last thing on Mace because you know, as soon as uh, after the game, the narrative changed. You know, is it, and it hasn't changed. It's been this all off season. Is Mace going to get traded? When is Mace going to get traded? Well, at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi a former NFL GM told me he thinks Mason Rudolph could be traded to the Lions by the end of the week. A former NFL GM. I mean, there's one that comes to mind. Uh, is he talking about Kevin Colbert? Oh, I was thinking Matt Millen. Oh. But yeah, your answer
2: is your answer's much, much better. And again, this is one of those things that its we don't have any degree of context or vocal tone. I could just see like, hey, do you think Mason could be treated, traded to the Lions by the end of the week? Yeah. Yeah. At, I well, mean, that's, what does that, you know, <laughs> okay, sure. He could he, he could go to the moon.
1: I don't know. It's it, like, whatever. It, well, now that you say Matt Millen, that makes more sense to me. Doesn't he have Detroit connections? He
2: has Detroit connections. He has Penn State connections all around Western PA. I mean, it's, you know, and it's and it's also, as, as I remember, and I could be wrong about this and unduly harsh, he's a man as a general manager that is usually associated with catastrophe and failure <laughs> so that you know so I as someone that was looking to mock this idea he was the first person that came to
1: mind for me that makes more sense because he could be like yeah the you know the lines are gonna are looking for a QB out there right mm-hmm. I've, heard, I've heard the lines are looking for a QB well which QBs are out there it's Garoppolo or uh maybe Mace right, right. and I also imagine whatever the asking price for it, it, that Mace is cheaper for you to acquire than Garoppolo so that makes more sense if it's if it's then if it's Kevin Colbert who tells the fan, you know, right. might be traded by the end of the week. That means that he knows that they're making calls.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know how tight Colbert is to fill a pony. Maybe they uh, uh, play pickleball together. I have no idea. But,
1: well, I think the whole connection over the fan is. Um, is the uh doris dickinson oh yeah yeah i think he's the real connection over there okay that could be i mean it's
2: you know i'm sure the lions are calling people it'd be weird if they didn't and the steelers absolutely have to hear to an offer but just as you and i were talking off the air i mean it's you know it'd have to be a nice pick to to be worth more than the insurance of having mason there
1: I think it would have to be a four. I, you know, even a fifth. The fifth is is that is that borderline. That's where, where we can talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, worse than a fifth. I'm, I'm keeping him. Right. A fourth. Then you don't even have to think if it's a, you know if it's a fourth. But yeah. uh, hey, we spend too much time on on uh, Mace because we got to get to quesadilla, Kenny. <laughs> Well, first off, he arrived. This isn't even a tweet. No one was really talking about this, but he, I wonder, yeah. he arrived. You know, it was usually they when they when they show up in the stadium, it's like suits and stuff. But I guess mm-hmm. preseason they can show up in shorts and tees. Okay. Kenny had the T-shirt of Montana and Marino. I, I they were both on the hood of a car or something, just chilling. Yeah, was I was good. Is that photoshopped
2: or was that a real picture? I was wondering about that. I'm guessing that was a real. They, sure i they, thought it might be like something before that Super Bowl they were against each other or something. It, uh, <laughs> that was a cool shirt. To to show up in though but
1: Pickens has got to be at that age where montana and marino are more kind of like they're closer to paul bunyan than real people right, exactly you know? something he only saw on youtube yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting that he has that kind of uh legacy for the game and, and i know mm-hmm. fans our age are like what montana and marino but yeah, but a, these younger kids right, who they have only to... know ben don't mm-hmm. you know they don't know montana especially the montana right. that beat us in Kansas City. <laughs> I'm still sour what? I'll, I'm still sour about 93, was that yeah. what it was? Oh, we well, gosh, we got to keep talking about Kenny. What about
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go into that playoff game. Yeah. Right,
1: um on. okay, at PPP Christian Christian McLaughlin, QB Kenny Pickett produced a 132.6 passer rating in his preseason debut higher than any other rookie in the last 30 years. Mm. The Pickettsburg era is here. Uh I mean, I you know I'm not familiar with my rookie QB preseason stats, but no. Uh, did did you see a did you see a 132 passer rating out of that performance?
2: I mean, I'll never know I know as much about how they calculate passer rating as I do about how they uh, calculate the improbability rating of somebody's throw. But I mean, this was genuinely impressive, just because I would assume that you know the highest preseason debut for a quarterback would be like a guy that played like three series or two series or something you know he came out he connected eight passes two touchdowns and we got him out because he was the first round pick whereas Kenny played the second half I mean he was out there the whole
1: time that makes it all the more impressive at one point I think had ten completions in a row or something Mm -hmm. Uh, you know well he didn't he didn't just pass the stat test he Mm -hmm. also passed the eye test Mm mm-hmm at RG3, Robert Griffin III, Kenny Pickett had Pittsburgh rockin' last night. The tape shows he was decisive in his decision making, used his legs in crucial moments on the last drive, and showed poise with the game on the line. Arm strength? How about an out route from the opposite hash for the game winner? Uh, you. Know, <laughs> I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes out there yet. No, but.
2: no, and it's interesting because reading that exact tweet of like, "like wow, this is great," and then I felt a kind of sinking in my stomach because I remember when RG three completed like twelve passes in a row against the Steelers in a day they were wearing the Bumblebee jerseys and still lost, and then never had much of a career. It uh, unfortunately a fine career, but not he wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be in terms of a uh, game breaking talent for an extended period of time. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's everything thing he said is right I mean that's all true about Kenny and also I I forget if it was Matt Williamson or somebody said this because I absolutely was not going to look this up but apparently the Seahawks didn't play all the fourth stringers like they left in a lot of some of their guys because I and I I realized that only when like the guy that you know hit Kenny on fourth down was the same guy that hit Mason when they (laughs) booed
1: that's no, that's right. Even even on their offensive line, the Seahawks offensive line played a lot more of their starters. You know, they were mm. they're doing a, they got a lot more rebuilding than Yeah, uh, they're you know. a bit away over there in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, you know, when uh, when when Geno Smith was looking like a star. Uh, <laughs> yes. But uh all right, let's continue with the Kenny talk. How mm. about at Pittsburgh Sports, Steelers takeaways? For those discounting what Pickett did, it's not about the depth of throws or the accuracy. It's about his poise. Once again, the poise—a rookie mm-hmm. in his first NFL game at home—leads his team to win. You can't coach poise. It's something you have or doesn't have. He showed he has it. Poise. I've never seen the poise rating. It's not even on Madden. The poise rating. How do you how do you rate? Kenny's poise. I mean, it's it's this is it's so rare I get to say
2: this about tweets on this show, but I hope this is true.
1: I hope that's a
2: real thing. I hope this poise thing is right. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, 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 I don't mean to be somebody that's now after making fun of the improbability stats to be like, ah, you got to believe in the stats. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I hope his poise is all the way at 11. And it is this kind of intangible thing that can carry you through, I don't know, difficult Januaries in Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some people call it poise. We call it the gabagool. The gabagool, you know. Certainly, if you had to compare Kenny to Mace, you, one could argue Mace doesn't have the poise of Kenny, maybe.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, but I, I guess. But, I mean, as soon as you said that, I immediately thought of all of the terrible injuries I've seen Mace sustain over the years. I mean, the the hit where the guy got kicked out at a Ravens game, the one against the Jets, whatever. And that's even before you get to uh, uh, helmet swinging in Cleveland
1: yeah well the t- you can't argue the toughness or, right. and
2: the, or the grit, maybe to maybe but see that's what i'm saying how is
1: grit an
2: entirely different attribute than poise like well we got two pre-season, ga- two pre-season right, games left to sort it out i mean you can't be like you got plenty of grit but you need to work on your poise you'd be like what well maybe that's what the fan should be asking these players
1: um well, okay. We gosh, we're gonna be long. Hey, we we. Hey, look, mm-hmm. it's it's season time now. We're gonna we right, might be right. Exactly, we're we on might the be game now. Yeah. sixty minute men now. Um, mm-hmm. last let's do one last thing here on Kenny. Sure. Because you know, but people were this. This was like a moment in time for many fans. Uh, in fact, Ed Bouchette. At Ed Bouchette, can anyone recall Ben Roethlisberger's first exhibition game appearance? I don't think I can. Well, I could, but for one reason, only because they were playing at
2: Ford Field, and I couldn't remember exactly what Ben did, but I did remember how it was so weird, because, like, the field had some kind of bizarre, like, rubber stuff underneath it, so, like, when players would run, it would kick up the stuff that looked black, like this, like, black and gray, <laughs> oh, and it no, looked I remember really that. weird. Like, that, that, That I remember Ben playing in a game, I don't remember, I just remember a dude being like, wow, how deep are those cleats that you went into like uh, 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 the Earth's crust.
1: So, you know, this for for right now, this is going to be, this is part of Kenny's story until he gets that regular season win, I guess.
2: Right, and it also, but it also shows just how different things were. Right? It didn't eventually somebody dig it up, but like Ben played like two series in the second quarter, like you know what I mean? Like it was we had to give the second half to Brian Saint Pierre or something. I think some, I think I did read somebody finally looked it up, and it was that's what had happened in the game, like
1: basically unremarkable. Un- right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Uh, before we get to our break, let's we uh, let's touch on um, our favorite. <laughs> Or maybe don't blame Canada. You know, one preseason game and all of a sudden hearts and minds are uh, are turning around here. <laughs> At Carter Critiques, Christopher Carter, it's just a preseason game, but these concepts from Matt Canada have consistently provided the Steelers QBs with reasonably open options to move the ball. Field gets stretched. Defenders are forced to make decisions and create opportunities for the offense. Uh, th- was, was this the picket plan? Here's another one. Uh, Mark Kabali. At Mark Cabali, we haven't seen much Canada offense until Pickett came in. You read anything to that? It did seem to me like the first half was kind of a, it was kind of just a, you know, the the gun show. Who can make the throws between Mitch and Mace? Mm-hmm. And then in that second half, there was some more of that Canada offense that I felt like we were used to last regular season.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, I guess my concern is that we're the idea of the can, of the Canada offense is synonymous with like we're handing off to a. Receiver receiver or we're doing something (laughs) that looks vaguely like a gadget play I mean I feel that's a little reductive and you know maybe a bit too unfair to Canada because I mean it's he's calling the plays that are you know that were effective in the first half that were getting guys open I mean I don't know my first thought about that kind of was like I imagine there's always a bit of that subterfuge about like hey we don't want to put too too much on tape so that you can't read into this but also we need to be sure that our guys can do the plays so here's a very vanilla stripped down version of it, which somehow includes a lot of passes to Gunnar Olszewski.
1: Well, you know, Canada did say at some point this week that they didn't do anything that you hadn't seen last season. I believe you know? it, yeah. Because someone was like, oh, did you, you know? Did you get to do all this new stuff? No, no. But we did see some rollout. You know, Ben wasn't a rollout. We saw some rollouts. Right. Uh, we saw a little bit of QB under center, which yeah. you didn't see a lot with Ben. Uh, play action. I can't even remember how much play action or not. I, I,
2: I can't either. But I was going to say, I, I don't know what counts when Mitch like shrugged that guy off, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, we saw some Mitch Ben. Ben. Mm-hmm. we saw some Ken being Ben. Yes, uh, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, went in with the legs. That's you know that, and the thing is though, with someone like Kenny, do you want to see even with Mitch? I guess do you want to see them take off and run, or do you want to see them complete the throws? I mean, I, yeah, I, I want to see them complete the throws,
2: but I also know and and but I'm fine with them taking off and running. I'm not sure I'm as fine with them taking off and running in the first preseason game. <laughs>
1: Um, well, here's some apologists. We got some Canada apologists. Mm-hmm. At Kevin Adams, 26. Kevin Adams. Matt Canada, sitting in the box, just looking through his phone for the receipts. Maybe he really did need a mobile QB to open it up. I'm going to be saying many apologies. Or at mm. least someone admitted. And here's another admitter. Mm-hmm. At Dominic Fitz, 39. 39. Manic Minka. Oh, no, this is not an I'm not going to apologize for calling Matt Canada a bald-headed demon multiple times last season, just quite yet. So we can't give Matt Canada off the hook just on the first preseason game.
2: Well, one, a couple things. One, I'd lose a little bit of respect for the bald-headed demon person if they gave in (laughs) quite so easily after one preseason game. And two, just as uh, someone prior in this had said, like, I I, I hate so much of, a part of the Steelers fan base is an excellent suffix for your tweet. So, two is I'm going To be saying many apologies you can also <laughs> put that at the end of many of your Steelers tweets
1: yeah as well. more maybe more Steeler fans can uh dish out the apologies mm-hmm. uh all right we're going super long coming mm-hmm. up in the second half we've got oh we got to talk about the Pickens hype hey, oh the, hey more and more you know if you thought the Pickens hype couldn't get any louder than you didn't watch the preseason games and then we got to talk Devin Bush because oh. The, uh, you know, the media has let us down once again, and a lot of fans took the bait. You're out there taking the bait, and I hate <laughs> to see it. I'm going to give you a week to turn around on all this Devin Bush hate. Many
2: apologies.
1: Many apologies. Okay, uh, we'll be back. Please enjoy these Behind the Steel Curtain sponsors. <laughs>
0: Raise your brand.
1: You got it. Raise your brand. You want it. You got confidence. Secure. Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got $150 Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon-based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for Acrosure. Confidence. Confidence. Tried and secure. Raise your brand. Raise your brand. Acrosure. Raise your brand. Raise your brand. brand. Acrosure. Welcome back to What Jin's Talking About, brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain and our partners at Acroshore. And, uh, you know, I I told you before, Acroshore wanted you to use the AI to select your fantasy team this year. And so I went with AcroSure and mm-hmm. I let the AI draft my team for the behind the steel curtain okay. fantasy team. I got Kyler Murray. Oh, I got good. uh I got McCaffrey as my okay. running back. I got the tight end in Baltimore. Oh. So thanks to AcroSure for uh AI solutions to human based uh, I mean carbon based problems. Mm.
2: I oh. thought they would have tried to give you like some kind of like player that doesn't exist or something like a string of numbers or something like that. But it's.
1: Uh... Oh, yeah. I got Kaepernick. And it was like, wait, <laughs> he's, he's even on a roster. OK, let's. I promised uh, the picket hype couldn't oh, get man. any hypier, but it did. It, it, it yes, It's even it, more. It did. Let's get to the tweets. <whistles> let's start. OK, let's start. We're, we're going to start at a jog and bring it up to a full uh, rocket ship here. Let's <laughs> let's let's start with at. The MMQBL, the Monday morning quarterback. I don't remember the last preseason hype train like this one. And I got to agree. I can't think of anyone. I mean, I don't know. Reggie Bush, number one overall. That had a lot of attention. But I can't think of... Uh, I can't think of anything like this.
2: The only thing I can ever think of, and it's in no way close, was I was at the first preseason game Shazier uh, uh, played, and he made like eight tackles in the second quarter or something to the point where Larry Richard in the stadium said, like, it, it showed the inflection in his voice. He was like, tackled by Ryan Shazier. <laughs> like, he commented on it, and that's as close as I got, but that's nothing like this. This is absolutely wild.
1: This has gone, this has gone overboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's start with. At PFF, PFF, this, this, they're they're on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest graded offensive rookie from Saturday's games, George Pickens, ninety one point two. So I don't, you know, I don't. I, out of a hundred, I guess that's that's still an a. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely an A. I mean, again, as someone
2: that probably referred to PFF as bald headed demons last year, I totally can't get <laughs> on board with this. But uh, you know, their high grades always are a sign that a player played well.
1: All right, so that's just you know that's that's uh, that's that's moderate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about at Mark Madden? X Mark Madden Pickens will make this town forget Juju ever existed in short order. Wow, you know, if you'd have told me that in February, I'd have said blasphemy. Right but now, I'm kind uh, of yeah. Li-
2: I was wondering <laughs> that too after seeing that catch, uh, uh, the one from Mason. I was sort of like, well, well, yeah. I mean, it it's been a minute since Juju had those 99-yard uh, touchdowns.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not missing. Uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not. I'm not missing it. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, Cope. I'm not. I'm not. I knew. I told you. <laughs> He was my favorite player, but I don't miss him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep the hype. Let's, let's ramp it up to 60. Mm-hmm. At Jason underscore shelter, that sports guy. Are we sure George Pickens is a rookie? Based on this showing, he's playing like a Pro Bowl level wide out. I mean, two quarters in the preseason and... He went from I think I think last week we were saying borderline Pro Bowler, right? Now playing like a Pro Bowl level wideout,
2: right? So uh, yeah, he's in, in one week he's gone from like getting some votes to a guy that's like absolutely going to play on the team unless
1: he's carried his team on his back to the Super Bowl. Uh, how about at C Adamansky Trib Chris Adamansky? This was even before the, the touchdown catch. The road to George Pickens Hall of Fame jacket starts with that nine yard preseason catch. <laughs> Uh, I guess it has to start somewhere. That was before the touchdown. Well,
2: so see, This one I think was a joke, but like <laughs> a lot, but like a lot of these, these particular lines, like what's, what's a joke in the first quarter isn't necessarily a joke by the second. Like the context of it, the joke changes over the course of just this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, that's a joke to me. Where, I, can't, I can't find it. We should it. just have to say the things if you can't find That's a joke to me. We could just say the phrases instead. Uh, okay, how about this? That's a touchdown. That's, that's, a touch, that's a joke to me should come right before that's a touchdown. Uh, okay, well, how about we'll talk, talk about things that started as jokes that might be real. Mm-hmm. At Tampa Bay Trey, Trevor Sycamore. Pick one, George Pickens after one preseason game or Calvin Johnson in his prime. (laughs) Megatron in his prime, or George Pickens today? I mean, I, t- I mean, I, I, even as someone
2: that was following the NFL closely, I cannot remember a single other receiver or anyone else on that team other than Megatron. I mean, you had to have three guys cover him at all times. That is, that is a hilarious exaggeration. Ebron was Ebron on this team. I I, mean, Ebron <laughs> might have been by
1: the end, but been. not not early on. Like, um, okay, well let's uh, let's keep it. Let's well. Let's, let's keep the hype going. <laughs> at Pro Football Talk, Pro Football Talk, the questions are inevitable. How did George Pickens fall to pick 52, and how did 10 receivers get taken before him? That's right. We're already getting to... <laughs> at J. Moyer FB. Wow, we're already doing the Sam Bowie, <laughs> Michael Jordan thing. That's right. George Pickens is the new Jordan. How did 10... I, I kind of... Texted you this myself. How did 10 wideouts go before Pickens? Well, it's interesting (laughs) you say that. Just today,
2: I was reading a thing on The Athletic where they, like, checked in with each of their beat writers, and they were like, hey, how is your team's first round pick doing? And so I just skimmed it just to see what they're saying about the receivers. And all of them said, like, our receivers are playing great, except for (laughs) the guy with the Saints. He's like, this guy's going to be rookie of the year. He's amazing. I don't even remember that guy's name. But the rest of them are like, yeah, he looks good. And I was, like, scrolling through it for the Pickens. And I'm like, wait, no, this is just Pickens. Pickett's was a second round pick. We're not getting any of those. but, but, yeah. <laughs> but other teams are high on their fir- their first round pick too. It's not like they're looking at Pickett's and thinking like, "What were we thinking?" At okay. least not yet,
1: because I haven't yeah. heard. I feel like I haven't heard a peep about those Ohio State wideouts, that USC wideouts. You see that? that it's, uh, I sh- I, yeah, I should send you the article. They did
2: talk about each of those, and they weren't as big. The, the USC guy, they're like, he needs some work. But the one Ohio State guy, the one that went to the Saints, they were like, "Oh, this okay. guy's going to be amazing." But you know that that might also be in response to. The bucket stuff. Like we got to get this out there too.
1: Um, Okay, if we're going to compare him to Calvin Johnson, if we're going to compare him to Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. uh, how about well, how about some real comparisons? (whistles) At Rebecca Bennett. Rebecca Bennett, if you don't know Bo's great nephew, you will. Did you know this? George Pickens, great nephew of uh, Bo Jackson. I
2: had no idea. That that really is something. I also don't know how to diagram to great nephew in a family tree. But I mean that's but if you but like if you have any of that in you, I mean that's incredible. Like I had no idea.
1: He's got some Bo in him. Bo, wow. knows, Bo knows football, George knows football. <laughs> And by the way, we, we wondered last week who would do the A.B. dance. Did you see Pickens did do the the A.B. dance I after his touchdown? I kind of couldn't
2: believe it. I missed it in the moment, uh, 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 even on my big TV. But, um, but yeah, I didn't put together that was the A.B. dance. I'm uh, I'm a little amazed. We I, Not quite as amazed as I am by the throw, but fairly
1: amazed. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think you predicted that it wouldn't be, George. Who, uh, did I? Oh, did. okay. I'm glad I'm right about something. Um. shoot do we have to should we do any was there any other offense how about just one quick thing on other offense mm-hmm. at Blitzburg Blitzburg Gunner looking like Wes Welker for the Steelers. You know, didn't see the all-pro return man, didn't see him do one return, mm-hmm. but he was out there looking like the new Ryan Switzer.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's and we found that later. It's because those injuries we didn't know unfortunately that happened on Friday to uh, Anthony Miller and uh, Calvin Austin the 3rd, but um but yeah, I mean, he looked fine against, you know, a, a decent amount of the actual Seahawks at uh, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, I, I could see that and be like, okay, if someone gets hurt in a game or something, you're, you're not thinking, okay, they're totally out of this because Gunner's got to be out there as the fifth wideout or something.
1: It just, it seems, you know, and and this was, we knew this was going to happen naturally, but it seems between the injuries and then what we saw from Gunner, you know, that wide out room is kind of working itself out. You know, Mm -hmm. no, no Ant-Mac now, no, um, you know, well, Austin is in the, is in the injury right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks like Gunner has got the fast track, maybe Boykin, maybe now we'll see, you know, we'll see. But that's starting to kind of materialize as we knew it would. Mm -hmm. Ah, shoot. We're going so long. I don't want to, I don't know if I... We have time to talk O line. No. I don't how about just one thing? We'll do okay. one thing on the O line. Okay. At Baldy NFL, Brian Baldinger. Mm-hmm. I've got concerns about James Daniels right now. He doesn't look like the same player who came out of Iowa. It's early, but they're counting on him to solidify the interior. I've got to see it. Uh you know, be not just Mitch, but Mace too, and even Kenny a little bit. It, they were under the gun. They were under yeah. pressure.
2: I mean, it's. I, I mean, I, this could be one of those things I end up regret saying months from now. But for my limited experience of following following Mister Boninger online, he doesn't seem like a hot take artist. I mean, he no. seems a guy to sincerely say what he means. So I mean that for him to have reached this conclusion is uh, disconcerting. But um, it also. Uh, uh, but again, he put in the qualifier. Hey, it's early. Who knows? Da, 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 da. You can have a bad game. Guys can turn it around. That uh, you know. So yeah. So hopefully that's all it is. But um, yeah, it was not perfect.
1: It's uh, you know. It's it, fans should not uh, exceed expectations. You know, last year's pass pocket protection was you know shaky sometimes. Yeah. Maybe don't expect. Uh, uh you know we're not going to go to the top 5 in pass protection all of a sudden
2: right but they did spend a lot of money on it and they, and they are and you should expect and my voice cracked you should expect an improvement and a significant one, so that uh, they are right to look for that.
1: Just you know, be patient. You know, this offense is still on a on a journey, mm-hmm. and uh, as we know, um, this is a product of your journey, and your journey's not over yet. It's not <laughs> over. It's just starting. The journey is just starting. So let's uh, let's be chill on the O line. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to the defense because this is where this is where you know if we went from. Uh, the, the most optimistic Steelers nation has ever been. Then back back down to level. Back down to standard.
2: <laughs> fourth most negative.
1: Fourth most negative fan base on NFL Twitter. And <laughs> at K Brown 1811 Kelly Brown. It's only, it's only preseason. 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 What TF is this run defense? Now, if you listen to what Gene's talking about, you know that we said... You're not going to go from the franchise's worst run defense to a top 10 in four months. Don't, you know, tamper your expectations on this run defense. Or am I just talking smoke
2: no i mean it's it's it, it, yeah and they and there is a, you know they you can't change everything in an off season and that so many of the starters weren't out there but uh there is you can't be happy with what was it dj dallas and travis homer which sounds <laughs> like characters from a buddy cop movie that no one remembers from 1988 running for a wild amount of yards is uh, uh never is uh, it can never sit properly with any fan base
1: Well, you know, it won't. uh, And there seems to be one target for most of the angst. (laughs) At Minka's World, Haskins QB1. So are we ready to officially move on from Devin Bush? Uh, And we'll go to our own. (whistles) At Fantaskippy, Jeffrey Benedict from Behind the Steel Curtain. At no point in this game did Bush look like a man who wanted to hit someone. Uh, That's not entirely false, maybe. Uh, But are we going to, you know, what we saw from... Devin Bush was kind of what we saw last year from Devin Bush right?
2: right which is which is why Merrill Hodge had to go out across all of your media platforms and call him out it um I mean again I didn't notice Devin Bush at any point during the game and uh, I figured that's a bad thing because I'm watching this as a fan and I haven't seen him do anything it um so yeah I mean it's I I, I don't no one's moving on from Devin Bush uh giving him three since they they're guaranteed three million dollars and uh Robert Splaine is apparently as good at covering receivers as we are, so that <laughs> I, so Bush is going to be out there, but um, but yeah, it's looking like one of the worst mistakes in Steelers' history so far. At uh,
1: okay, well, okay, okay, um, let's go, let's get the word from coach, okay, mm-hmm. because see Adamansky Trib, Chris Adamansky, fascinating from Tara Austin. Sometimes as coaches, we like to play guys who know their assignments and do their assignments, but they never make a play. The whole deal is being able to do your assignments and make a play. Mm -hmm. That's really what we're looking for in Devin. So, I mean, he's not mincing words. He's saying Devin is in all the right places. Yeah, Uh, He's doing all the things above the neck. Now we need all the things like within the heart. Yeah, that, I mean that sort of backs up the point our own Jeffrey Benedict there made. I mean,
2: if you, it's one thing to be in the right place; it's something else to be in the right place and want to hit somebody. And again, it's a first preseason game. I mean, uh, 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 you know, and Devin is going to get essentially an endless leash. Uh, uh to figure this out through the rest of the season. So, um, in hopes that somehow he turns it around, uh uh Jason Worlds or something. But um but yeah, it was that was not encouraging after the first game, but there's still two preseason games left. Da 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 da
1: you know. And a whole regular season, in seventeen games, you know. We can't uh we can't get down on him in August and September because we're going to need him to unleash hell in December. Right. But uh, yeah, but it's for there to be
2: a hell to unleash in December. Though I think he's going to he's going to have to unleash it a little bit before that. But again, that's a
1: long, long ways off. Well, uh, you know, what fired up all the fans was (laughs) this soundbite. You know, they, they caught him. Uh, now some say this was his first comments of the season so maybe I get why this question was asked but mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty stupid question it got Steeler fan nation all over uh devin's back let's play what he said and let's dissect what really was being asked and what was really being said here the break here for you Is it kind of the last chance season for you do you feel like the last chance for what okay let's so you can't. it's hard to hear with the question but okay, okay he's saying break here. You. Okay. All right, th- the first things you hear, this is from the fan, 97, okay. the so-called fan. The first mm-hmm. question the first things you hear from the question are great year for you, mm-hmm. dot dot dot. That's the first part of the sentence. So right. I'm I'm not I'm guessing he's not saying Devin uh, it was a great year for you. He's probably saying, Devin, it was a not so great year for you. That's mm-hmm. how he's starting the question. Right. Then, then he asks a last chance season for you, do you feel Is this a last chance season for you? Okay now. <laughs> The guy already got his option declined, right. So we already know that uh yeah, Steelers aren't exactly interested in him in that way, you know, so uh-huh. <laughs> so the question is, you know, not so great season for you last year. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this is a last chance season? Mm-hmm. You just said to the guy who didn't get the option picked up, who struggled last year, Merrill Hodge is going on the airways, declaring Oh,
2: WWE promos on
1: him. Yeah. yeah. So how do you expect Devin Bush to answer this? You know, do you want him, we were saying, do you want him to do the Tim Wakefield? Uh, Tim Wakefield. Do you want him to do the uh, Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan the and You know.
2: Uh, Which is the right answer, though? Which I mean, that's, I I understand not ha- not saying it, but that is the right answer. So, like, well, I just got to put my head down and keep working and believe so, in all myself. Right. So let's That's dissect. the right thing to say, but and I here's,
1: get not saying. Here is what Devin said: Like last chance for what? To, to be here after you know having your option declined and you know that sort of thing. Like it's still a. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the business. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still being NFL, so we'll see. Right? like you know. So I think. Well, I, You know, you can't be more fair than that. You know, like, oh, the question is, you know, do you feel like this is your last chance season? And he's like, with the Steelers? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, it's a business, meaning the Steelers made their business decision already. Mm Mm-hmm but I'm still going to be in the NFL, so we'll see. I think that's a fairly vanilla answer, but we had people you know, there's people on Twitter saying uh, oh, I've given up on him. People in on Behind the Steel Curtain are giving up on him so I don't, how do you interpret that?
2: Well, I, I think what the people are reacting to is that a, a player who's been publicly criticized by so many different parties for having a lack of heart gives an answer which is explicitly saying my heart's not in this. I understand the point about I, I I don't, I mean, I try not to read anything anyone says in a media scrum because these guys, I, I assume half of them aren't even really paying attention, particularly Bush, who seems like an odd character just in general, personality-wise. A little, it, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and and it, there was a better way to, I mean, the best way to answer this is obviously just say, well, I got to keep working. You don't know what's going to happen. He answered, instead he did answer it honestly. He said, I'm going to have another chance regardless of this. I'm still going to play in the NFL. But, uh, uh, and, and honestly, that's how I might have answered this question had I been in like a bad mood. I mean, and I've been in a bad mood this morning for dumb reasons. And I can definitely see if somebody had approached me with a question about last year's, sucked for you how do you feel are you still gonna have a job next year uh probably yeah sure i'm going to breakfast but that, that but again it's somebody that has been in these kind of situations before again it's he's not 19 years old he's not even 21 there was a better way to handle this than what he said
1: i don't know especially coming from the source you know it's the fan or maybe he didn't but uh i, I just you know I, my heart is not in answering these dumb questions you know, that if I certainly would be my t- my point of view of Devin Bush. Like-
2: oh, certainly. But it's but it's also again, it. Uh, they they all could say things like this at any time you know in a way there's a bit of selfishness about t- answering this question that way I mean it I I, I you know it, this is it, it's not the best way to do this
1: Steeler Nation wants them to go out there and say you know what even though I wasn't offered uh, a, a, my option I'm going to go out and prove to Steeler Nation that I'm going to be the running back or the linebacker future hall of honor you know like what? yes like come be all excited after you know the team didn't Extend me. Uh, people are saying Spillane plays better than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just out here trying to do my job, and I got these clowns from the so-called fan uh, asking me, you know, if this is my last chance. I, right. I don't know. I mean, that that would have been, yeah. That that
2: was. No one's ever going to say that. That's not like Cam Hayward, who also would play well enough to not put himself in that position. But that's why the best answer was to literally just smack it away with. Oh, I'm going to keep working hard and see what happens. That way, I mean, that's that gets you out of any of this. But that he didn't see that or didn't think of it is a bit weird
1: i'll give uh, the quote uh, brian flores he was mm-hmm. on at 93.7 the fan uh, this is from flores he's mm-hmm. making those unsung plays he's in the right gap he's helping other guys make plays the ones that may not hit the stat sheet the people that people may want he's doing a lot of the good things i'm happy with where he is mm-hmm. i mean that might just be coach speak i was gonna say that might be good cop yeah, but I mean, hey, if Brian Flores is the good cop, who's the bad cop? Because he's the military guy, right? Who's the it's, bad cop? If, well, <laughs> is Daryl Austin the bad cop? Saying, I think
2: Osafsky might be the bad cop when he then he have that one quote about like, look, I'm not going to stand at the finish line for them. That's not my job. I'm here to coach them. <laughs> like,
1: all but right, um, you know, I I, I want to talk about Buddy Johnson and Mark Robinson, but okay. uh, the, but the band is on the field. The band is on the field. <laughs> All right, we got to get to the. It's, it's the two minute warning. Well, it's, it's I don't know. Maybe it might be the ten minute warning. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's do a little odds and ends here. Uh, we'll start with at Scarpizio. Scarps. I don't know if it's just this app, but the amount of fans celebrating a victory in preseason game one is super weird. Is it? This is unlike. We've talked about it all show. This is unlike anything. Is it weird or or is it just some a place that. As Steeler nation we've never been in a situation like this I, I I think it would be
2: weird like if we were going nuts and they won by 10 and like there were a lot of field goals or something but but I mean it's how can you not get excited about a game where the first round draft pick quarterback gets like essentially a walk-off touchdown <laughs> after a strip sack with like a minute to go I mean if if you don't find that kind of exciting this you're kind of weird I mean I don't know this scarpizio person I can't imagine they watched a lot of Landry
1: Jones in the fourth quarter of of the preseason <laughs> well it, you know it's, it wasn't just fans mm-hmm. NFL media NFL media Seahawks versus Steelers with was NFL Network's most watched live preseason game since 2015 I mean that beats out MLB is on right now. Yeah, it beat the Yankees and Red Sox. That was I saw that this morning. uh... So this story, it's not just. I mean, well, for one, Steeler Nation is well represented across the globe. So Mm -hmm. uh, just Steeler fans tuning in would give it a ratings boost. But I also feel that this is a bigger story across the entire NFL, and everyone's kind of watching. They want to know how Tomlin is going to play it. They want to Mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, is Kenny the rookie? Is he going to be the star? They want to know. They. I think some people are rooting to see the Steelers fail because they're tired of it. So. Oh yeah. it. And 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 you can't at this point totally dismiss the Pickens hype
2: train either. I think that might have. I mean, that's that in and of itself wasn't enough to beat the New York Yankees
1: and the Red Sox. But and one more thing on top of it, sure. Um, let's move down to at JS Cham eighty five John. I'm laughing how pomp and batch have been dropping Heinz Field during the broadcast. You know, and, and it was um, it it wasn't just them two. Uh, who's on the sideline? Missy Matthews mm-hmm. was dropping a Heinz Field. I saw pictures from inside the stadium, and they have the Acressure signs, and then they still have Heinz Field signs mm-hmm. too. So you know, not even the stadium is is ready for this transition yet.
2: I mean, my my I I thought that was hilarious. My personal favorite was um, you know, pomp said. Akershore twice, and then he interviewed uh, uh, Art Rooney Jr. and said Heinz Field right, to his face. He was
1: right in the booth And that with was
2: just... And like, and, like, no one broke character, but I was howling laughter. Like...
1: I think Art... I mean, if he... The, the checks have already cleared. Art better correct everyone. Right, exactly. <laughs> Be like
2: Akershore. Like, it just... Even just, like, gently tapped their hand. Like, the, hey, that... You know.
1: Um, How about... Well, at Bombile Trib, Jonathan Bombile, I wonder how Myron Cope would have pronounced "acrosure." That
2: was my favorite tweet of the game. I mean, I was thinking about that one all through to third quarter. Sure, <laughs> <Acre-shore. laughs> Right. Or, uh, 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 uh acroshore like it's. It, I mean, there's no wrong answer to this.
1: Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just mad that we don't have cope. I, I, we need a cope hologram or something. I don't right, know. Right, right. It seems like we, can, if,
2: if we can do that for other stuff, we can do it for this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. How about at Matt Freed Pghpg Matt Freed from Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Jim Leland takes in Steelers training camp on Tuesday in Latrobe. You know, was he there? I, at first I thought, oh, he must be there to give Devin Bush a talking to a la Barry Bonds, right? It's like, you turned around Barry Bonds, I now s- come talk to Devin Bush.
2: I think the picture I saw of Leland, he was like splayed out across like three different bleachers. Like, I mean, the man looked utterly relaxed, like kind of took over his own little section there. Yeah,
1: um, I didn't see him with a Marlboro Red in his hand or anything. <laughs> that would make Tomlin a lot cooler on the sideline if he was there smoking. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) in a heater right jim leland style we're trying to
2: hide it from the cameras. yeah i i I think it's a little different era in terms of uh uh, taking physical care of yourself than like packing in some big
1: league chew but yeah (laughs) all right let's move on to let's go to at dve randy randy bauman how can they let go future hall of famer twos skipper It was so. Hey, this guy has more lives than the Cheshire Cat, but Mm -hmm. it seems like once again, his time. At least with the Steelers, maybe over. Didn't he get hurt? He got hurt. I IR. Thought, yeah. I mean, it, it's and that's and he recovered the fumble right after Robinson forced it. When was the injury? I, you know, I think I he no was idea. playing pickleball because he <laughs> recovered that fumble at the end, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, he was dancing and all that, and then next thing you know, IR. So. I mean,
2: maybe he, uh, Monday. I know that I didn't. I know they didn't have practice Sunday. Maybe they did Monday, and he got hurt. No, I have no idea. I mean, so this guy, you
1: know, we have so his his uh, his reel includes. Man. 2019 all time preseason sack leader. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also has now recovered fumble. uh, You call that a game winning fumble recovery? I don't know. Game changing. Game changing. At the very least. So, you know, maybe not a Hall of Honor guy. Is there hall of pre-honor
2: maybe there's like a preseason season hall of honor and it goes in like a little trailer around to like latrobe like they do with they, they, they i think they have a, a trailer version of the hall of honor maybe they have like a the trailer RP of version. honor well yeah. i think twos golf Skipper skipper of honor golf, kart, like golf like cart golf cart, cart well twos like like skipper
1: is the what Jin's talking about golf cart of honor 2022 recipient.
2: Yeah, we could even call it like the jaheen Arnold Memorial Golf Cart. At uh if you're going way back in terms of preseason guys that never amounted to much in this regular season, but uh
1: well, yeah. uh you know, pour some out to you know, and all the guys who Tuzar mm-hmm. and Anthony Miller or mm-hmm. an, I mean Anthony. No, it is Anthony Miller. And Aunt an- Mack is fine. It's Anthony Miller's the one with the injury. And um who oh and Carl Joseph. Right. That one's a shame. That so, one's a shame. You know, Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last thing here at B. Pryor, Brooke Pryor. Sealers home run derby champ Kenny Pickett, as announced on Mike Tomlin's IG. I mean, we saw him at Cam's softball. Uh, tournament with the with the dinger now he's hitting dingers again I didn't know that the Steelers did a home run derby
2: no I didn't either it uh I mean I, maybe this takes the place of when they used to instead of they used to play basketball maybe this is what they do now in like our COVID era I don't know I mean it's it's uh it doesn't seem as cool but I mean it's I remember Sidney Crosby hitting them out at uh, PNC Park but it uh so it's you know I, I wasn't surprised to hear if there was a home run derby that Pickett was the guy that won it
1: you know they're catering to his strengths. I think, right? Isn't that what Tomlin's play to, your play to your strengths? So it's like, hey, Kenny can hit dingers. Okay, today we're having a home run derby. <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing. Uh, they're not playing Jenga out right. there. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've gone on way too long, so oh. it's time to uh, it's time to get going. Okay. Um, you know uh i don't know what what uh do we have anything else to talk about today I... uh
2: i mean it, it, yeah i mean i it, i i thought about carrying a football around even though i didn't fumble during the game after reading about that but yeah hey
1: okay. uh, you know that's some that seems out of a uh, some movie right or something I, I, I
2: assume i don't know i mean does that kind of thing help i mean it's not like he went into the game thinking ah i definitely should fumble today wait no not that
1: yeah, didn't they do that to Mendenhall? And we all know how his career turned right, out. Right, he became a great TV writer, from what I understand. Yeah. Who's known for fumbling. <laughs> I'm sorry, he was, he, was he was separated from the ball. Yes, He was okay. separated, yes. The ball were divorced. All right. That's what we've been talking about. Hey, Th- Thanks, Coach. Then, you know? Oh, wow, there you go, yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you want to keep the conversation going. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you at? Twitter
2: and Instagram, at Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T.
1: We all bear a little responsibility to make sure that we elevate this floor. That's right. It's time mm-hmm. to elevate this floor, mm-hmm. elevate this platform. You know, we're out there building new ceilings for Kenny. That's Let's right. build new floors for behind the steel curtain. Mm-hmm. We need your review. Hey, we've got a couple reviews this hey! week. Hey. Uh, here, This is from uh, Catalina8989. This is what yins are talking about. Aw, okay, thank you, thanks. Catalina. We've got one from gas, I'm sorry, cast Glass Ooh. on Apple. Huge fan of all the podcasts available daily on the podcast network. My day Aww. isn't complete without some BTSC. Great variety of content, even during the off season. Shout out to the What Jin's Talking About guys. They are my favorite. Aww. That's so
2: sweet. That and hey, is.
1: these comments helped because we made a big jump this week on the Apple charts. You know, BT, behind the steel curtain, jumped 120 spots to number 58. We're the third biggest Steelers pod this week. So Wow. You know that that's what happens when you uh, write those reviews or when you you know wow. tweet about us and you know we need the twelfth man out there. I feel like I gotta start dressing better after this. <laughs> but thank you. You know, we appreciate it because it's like the the uh you know the standard is the standard in here, but we do like to see the analytics and nice. I was gonna sense. say we, yeah, and the
2: validation is the validation. We like that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> man, we always will show respect to the other men that we work alongside, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep listening to Behind the Steel Curtain. Indeed, uh, there's podcast. There's three podcasts every day, uh, and if you go back a couple days, on Tuesday was the Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict and. You know, he really broke down a lot of what we saw from that Steelers running game or hmm. I'm sorry, Steelers running defense or lack lack okay. thereof. Okay. Uh, may not make you feel too excited about the season if you <laughs> But then again, he ch- you know, he was he was watching Connor Hayward on that George Pickens CD catch okay. and they were running they were kind of running side by side. The dude is fast. He really is faster than I thought. So check out the uh, Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict on Behind the Steel Curtain podcast. Network. All right. Uh, until next week, just keep listening to Coach, right? Mm-hmm. Be the best sales. That's going to be required. Stay in school.
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>